Adam and Eve is not giving you 10% off and not 20% off or even 40%. Your discount is even bigger. AdamandEve.com is giving you a whopping 50% off. But why stop there? In addition to 50% off, you also get 10 free gifts. That includes a racy item for him, a sensuous toy for her, and something we know you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, and even blow you away. And best of all... Free shipping. Always delivered in discreet packaging. So rethink your bedroom routine. Go to adamandeve.com and enter the station's exclusive code at checkout. Miller. And get, you know the discount, 50% off almost any item and 10 tantalizing free gifts. That's Miller. Again, Miller. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Oh my God, you guys, Alyssa Milano is here. You know what that means. What? I'm glad I got a good night's sleep because I need to look like an ingenue like she does. (laughs) I'm just glad you said that and not that you're going to take her upstairs to get in your castle. Yeah. No, that well, would be bad. no. Me no, too. Me too. Time's up. Super pretty. Time's up. Okay. Uh, Casper, I'm t- not slurring because it's happy hour and I've had Chardonnay. It is actually September. It is September. That's right. An entire month dedicated to rest and relaxation. And get check this out. They're extending their Labor Day sale. You can save on mattresses of your dreams and sleep better in September and all look like ingenues. Oh, hmm. okay. Casper Mattress, perfect balance of comfort and support while I sleep. Four layers of premium foam designed to provide pressure for an all-night comfort. Uh, zone support designed to provide extra support to keep your bed, your back aligned. And they have everything. They got pillows. They got sheets. They got uh, dog beds. They it's got it all. It's just a bed. Yeah. It's a whole sleep environment. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, take full advantage of September with Casper's extended Labor Day sale. Go to Casper.com right now. Get 10% off any purchase with a mattress now through 992019. Casper.com to save 10% on any purchase that includes a mattress. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash terms. Squee! Let's do this. Happy, happy hour. Yeah, yeah. It's Alyssa Milano, bitches. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many wardrobe changes I did for this? Because you are involved in literally every progressive cause. Yeah. Well, but I went with Time's Up Me Too. That's good. I like it. Any protest t-shirt is okay by me. Absolutely. I, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to go show you how many I have upstairs after this. Oh, no. I know. Me no. too. It's awkward. <laughs> me too. I have a wanna, lot of protest t-shirts. How many do you think you have? Probably over 50. Oh, no. I got gotcha. you. You got more? Yeah, I probably have like 150. Yeah, it's embarrassing. I'm going to say, but some people send them to me, so I don't... It's not like you're buying them. But, yeah. But Amazon does go again. <laughs> yeah. You already have like six March for Your Lives. You have four. It may not... It's not okay with me. Anyway. I would offer some of the squad t-shirts, but they're only in big sizes. Oh, yeah. just got my squad. Awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, I don't... First of all, Travis, thank you for sending me every article ever written on Alyssa Milano. <laughs> and there's... Just a There's press. a lot. Well, it's been, a, I'm old, so it's, it's no, been a lot of no, years. No, no, no. No, no, no that's no. all from the last year. No, but you're <laughs> I, I, some sort of superwoman. You're like a smart, 
Forrest Gump of liberal causes. You're in, you're everywhere. You're in, like, how do you, and you have two kids. Yeah. You have this huge career, and you are somehow at the forefront of every huge issue. Well, it's, it's an important time, and they're yeah. all important issues. And um, not a lot of people in my position are willing to speak out. Yeah. Uh, so I feel a certain responsibility to, yeah. to do it. And I was oh. raised that if you see any sort of injustice, you have to speak up. You don't, you don't just speak up. You're going to meet in person and have to touch Ted Cruz. Like Tuesday? Coming up? Tuesday coming up. Next week? Next okay. week. Wow. Yep. And by touch, you just mean shake hands. That is taking yeah. one for the team. <laughs> Let me just tell I you. I might hug him, but that's as far as it's going to go. It could burn. <laughs> it could burn. I know. Someone on Twitter was like, make sure you bring your garlic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this started because, of course, you're so fantastic. On, well, you're fantastic in every form. Twitter, powdered, uh, whatever else, other forms you come in. Podcast. You have a fantastic new podcast. Yep. We'll get to that. But your Twitter... Your Twitter thing with Ted Cruz, I loved well, because I, I thought the same thing. Where in the Bible is there a God-given right to a to AR fifteen? And they have somehow worked it out that there is a God-given right in the Bible. Right. The Bible, much like the Constitution, uh, which leaves so much open to interpretation right. based on where we are, right? Um, and so they really, and by they, I mean the the Second Amendment errs, yeah. really feel that um, there is a place in the Bible that says that they have a God-given right to uh, yeah. have AR-15s. Right. That's, as I recall from Catholic school, all Jesus talked about was uh, AR-15s. Um, you, I, I just loved your original tweet. You said, uh, I'll be in D.C. next week. Uh, we can live stream the meeting so the American people can hear your bullshit firsthand. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but now he would like you to be nice. What did he say? Civil. He said, yes, we civil, can have a civil. Respectful civil conversation no, no cursing like that. i'm fine with that yeah um look we're in a very divided time right now and i can understand if there are progressive liberals that think that this is not the move yeah but in my opinion i don't know how we bridge this this huge divide that we have right now if we're not willing to sit across from people that believe differently than we do yeah. So I'm hoping it's it's going to be a, a productive conversation. Um, you know, he's a very smart man. He's mm. a very good debater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going in there trying to debate him. Are you gonna Are you gonna live stream? Or is he too much of a pussy? Oh, doggy, get it. Yeah. He doesn't like Ted Cruz. No. 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 Get him, doggy. Get him. Not yeah. a lot of creatures do. <laughs> Bad senator. Um. Uh, am I gonna live stream it? You know what? I think I'm going to record it for my podcast. I know oh, that's you're an a great animal. idea. I know you're an animal right? lover, so you don't. This is, it's not I even love the facing dogs. you. You have I like seventy five animals. That I you're... have four four dogs. And right. we, we just rescued a pony. <gasps> what? What? A real oh, pony. Oh, that changes oh everything. my god! <laughs> For my do- well, we have horses on the property, and it was my daughter's fifth birthday, and a friend of mine is very sick, and she has to get rid of her oh. her horses, and it's really really tragic. But she's trying to obviously before yeah. she goes f- place her animals, and so um, she has this. This pony, and so I took her home for Bella. Oh, her name's Cookie. Oh, I know. And Bella woke up this morning, helping save the world, and she got her daughter a a pony. Fucking pony name. (laughs) Bella woke up this morning and she said, "Mama, can I go give Cookie a cookie?" (gasps) 
That's yeah. the most adorable thing yeah, ever. She's ridiculous. She's See? so sweet. Oh, I was going to so wear adorable. my Be Kind to Animals t-shirt. I'm going to have to do costume changes for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many issues. All I, uh, There's a okay. lot of issues. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, would you like a Sharpie? You are here. <laughs> you are here after Sharpie Gate. Yeah. yeah. I, I know some days you you cannot fathom that this man is still president. I mean, it's ridiculous but and, and did they, funny. Did they but it's, figure out if he was the one that actually did the sharpie? Yes, or I'm, if, sh- I'm sure he was. Yes, or he definitely, at the very least, we told have, them to use. The yeah, sharpie, we don't have right? confirmation as to whether he told them to write it on there or whether he did it himself. And what do you think was the strategy behind that? Do you think he was like, "Well, our numbers are down in Alabama"? I, so I just I think it was to, to keep him from blowing his top. I just don't understand. And he's just happening. on Twitter, draw, doubled and tripled, like quadrupled down. It's just, and, and, then, and it's like ridiculous, and yet it's also terrifying. And it, it's illegal. <laughs> it's, it's illegal. It's yes. the whole combination of everything yes. that he does. Well, is. because you're actually creating chaos, right? I yeah. mean, if you're saying that you're in the line of a hurricane, yeah. that could create a certain amount of chaos that is yeah. not conducive to. Uh, you know, you just can't believe it. Every so, the national, the weather service in Alabama is like, no, nope. no, not nope. us, not it, nope. no, not it, uh, uh-uh. uh, <laughs> not us. And then, I mean, he just keeps talking about poor Deborah Messing, who, oh, oh my God, Jesus, you know, Deborah, and what's Deborah happening? Deborah the mess, Deborah the mess, Messing. This is what's happening, and people need to realize what's happening is there. People will are are specifically looking to take people down yeah. right now and mm-hmm. especially someone like Deborah who's got a platform and a voice yeah um and every single syllable is being sort of looked at and watched and this is why there's so many few actors and actresses that are willing to come forward yeah. and and fight in this time because we're all terrified that he's gonna do what yeah. he he's doing to her and it's yeah. horrible I, was that also not one of those perfect storms of you're like during a mass shooting and a hurricane, he's tweeting about Deborah Messing. Right. <laughs> like, I just was like, on the golf course. I mean, I, I don't even know. I don't. And, and the whole Sharpie thing. I do, I do enjoy a good meme, though. The Sharpie memes well, have been. Yeah. yeah. Don't you? Remember you have kids. Whole... Don't you feel like it's like all his, we played all the sound bites today. It's just, it's like a one long, like, kid lie. Just, I didn't, it was yeah. not, did I'm not take the cookie. I'm not listening. To I'm cookie, not listening. And yeah. I don't know the cookie originally was moving in that direction uh-huh. and so i certainly i mean it's just yeah this. and it's 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 not logical like a child would do right like right. my favorite thing that kids do is go on off on those tangents of yeah. like so i was at the park and mary <laughs> came over to me and she slid down the slide before me and she did that because she has curly hair and you're just <laughs> yeah. like you're like how does that mean anything in the real world and that's what it's like listening to him it is i know I, he doesn't, okay, first of all, I don't, there really shouldn't be any other story than he is not well. He is not, I mean, in any, if Republicans had any degree of patriotism, the 25th Amendment would already have been, uh, or they would have joined us on impeachment by now, because this is, you, you, can somebody go, this is a well person that is making any sense. But what is, what is it for them to gain to continue to back him up? That's what I don't understand, like. History is not going to look kindly no. upon this this yeah. Republican administration, right? Yeah. This yeah. this Republican Party. Everybody who's in the Republican Party right now is going to be, uh, you know, labeled as supporting 
a tyrant, yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. He's tweeting is classified there... satellite photographs of Iran. I mean, I just, I, he, you know, as someone said in the last debate, right, he is the biggest threat to America, foreign and domestic. I mean, he is the... But I, why are we continuing, we being the Democrats, continuing to to entertain this as business as usual, as yeah. politics as usual. This is the thing that's most upsetting to me. This is unprecedented. Yeah. And we're still going about all of these debates like it's a, like we're, yeah. we're debating, we're going to be debating against a normal president. Right. And it's not, nobody is saying like, this is fucking absurd. Right. This right. is crazy. And I think it's part of the reason why he's in office now is because right. Three years ago, when he launched his campaign, nobody said, come on, get, we entertained this idea right. because he was so damn entertaining. Right. And yeah. so, I, you know, it's very well, hard. It's very hard. You make a good point. And I, I'm like for impeachment yesterday. But um, you made a good point during the, obviously you were famously at the Kavanaugh hearings. I did not bring your head on a stick to put up with the <laughs> SNL joke because you're probably sick of that. But <laughs> If you would have canceled. <laughs> yeah. <we'd> then, <laughs> then. I sure. would have interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. um, but you you said some stuff about that that reminds me now of just you wish the Democrats had fought. It. You know, there's the Republicans showing all this anger. And this guy's a credibly accused rapist. And Dr. Ford is incredibly credible. And, you know, here's the Republicans getting all angry. You're like, and I keep saying this, Democrats have to fight differently. You're right. We are not in normal Times we are not in normal times, and we're going about it as politics as usual. Yeah. And I think it is going to hurt us. I mean, I really am very, very scared that he's going to be reelected. Oh God, I know, but I don't see a way. Well, a our voting machines, our vote, our yeah. election integrity um, is basically uh, fucked. Um, for lack of a better word, um, that's a technical word. Um, the corruption that's going on in certain states is incredibly dangerous. Like what we're seeing in Georgia. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, getting rid of evidence of, of, of Brian Kemp. Oh God. Uh, you know, rigging that election. Um, so we have all of that on top of that. We have a foreign country who we know is trying to sway the election. How do we know this? Well, because they've done it before. Right, right. And we've done nothing to stop them this time. Right. So why would they stop? And then we have, you know, many other countries that are capable of hacking into yeah. into our, our government. And we're just like, oh, we're, you know, we'll yeah. just debate like normal. Let's get. Yeah, because you know. they, the Republicans think it's going to benefit them. So they're not going to do anything. I mean, once again, you have a plan for that. You are the Elizabeth Warren of activism. <laughs> But this is very smart. A 2020 uh, grassroots fund to encourage voting in swing states, right? The Movement Voter Project. But the organizations empower youth, immigrants, women, people of color, communities facing the worst of Republicans' horrible policies. And that's what I keep saying. I'm like, please, let's not slow walk into another replay of 2016. Well, look, we've we've established very um, prominently that we need... People to uh, people that are marginalized yeah. that are sometimes uh, kept from the voting booths um, and the and the polls. We need them to get out in huge numbers, and we need it to happen in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania because those are the three states that we lost 
by only 77,000. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were talking those margins this week, like just yeah. the Jill Stein voters. Yeah. I mean, it is it is crazy. So, well, yeah. You were, so Bernie, I, you were a Bernie voter initially in the primary and then, you know, obviously Hillary in the in the general. Yeah, I was a very early supporter of Bernie in 2016. Right. Yeah. And we keep saying this. This is not a knock on Bernie voters, but it is statistically provable what Russia did. And they were very successful. They mm-hmm. got just enough Bernie voters to vote for for um, Jill Stein. Jill, Jill Stein, Stein in, in those right three areas. swings. That, yes. Just hmm. right. Yeah. They researched Gee, I wonder it how, hard. I wonder how Kalimnik knew that. Uh-huh. But. Anyway, but you know, or uh, Bernie, or vote for Trump, or stay home, yeah. and they. Yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, please, God, let's not do this again. You yeah. Were, so you with were, the 2020 fund, we're actually going to be in those three states with the most amazing grassroots organizations. Every dollar that gets yeah. donated is going to be matched by the Voter Movement Project or the wow. Movement Voter Project, right. and up to a million dollars. Wow, that's great. And these yeah. organizations are going to get the money, and these are the organizations that are going that have always been on the ground knocking on doors, getting out the votes. Um, and those are the people that win elections, yeah. right? Yeah. So so I'm very hopeful that we can... Uh, how we can, can people donate or volunteer or... They can go to movement uh, movementvoterproject.org. Okay, great. Uh, 2020 Fund. If they just search the hashtag uh, 2020 Fund on, uh-huh. on Twitter, they'll see all the links. Perfect. You wrote a great piece about we're not going to get, once again, any help from the media. You had the same reaction I did to this ridiculous CNN debate where they're all just, it's like WWF. Yeah. Pit, you know, get fight, yeah. fight, fight. Let me, yeah, cut, exactly. let me cut off your good right. point and so I can... You, In I the can, red trunks, we oh, have... <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> yeah. It, it's awful. But, but that's what this has become. And, you know, someone said something to me that was very interesting, which is that these stations like CNN and MSNBC and Fox News... We're addicted to not because we're getting news from them. We're addicted to because it's entertaining us. Yeah. Yeah. And they are feeding that, that desire for us to be entertained by this circus. It's a reality show soap opera. It's a reality show soap opera. So I think what almost needs to happen is we need to relabel those stations as like news entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, my head explodes every Sunday with Chuck Todd's both sides do it. <laughs> and it's gridlock in Congress causing no, nothing to be done on guns. And it, both sides are, you know, equally to blame. I mean, it, it, it's – and the other thing, the media, I feel like they ask every Democrat, what do you think about your party's drift to the left? And they don't ask Republicans, what do you think about your party's drift to fascism? Yeah, or and, racism or and, white supremacy. Right. Yeah, and the fact that white supremacist shooters are name-checking Donald Trump. And are identifying, you know, I mean, it's just that, I feel like, is that too rude to ask? Well, I mean, maybe this is, again, that we are, um, that a lot of journalists are uh, progressives, and they have this standard of being um, not like them, so they feel that they have to live up to this Yeah. This uh, this way of being polite and kind and professional, and it's just not working anymore. Yeah. Well, and and I don't know how to fix it. You tweeted. I mean, this shouldn't be partisan. Said can't go to school, can't go to your place of worship, can't go to a concert, can't walk down the street, can't go to a festival, can't go shopping. Guns are destroying America, and ninety something percent of the American people, ninety seven percent, agree with us. You talked about the latest mass shooter. He bought the gun at a private sale, which is a loophole that is in the legislation that the House Democrats have already put forward. Correct. I mean, the gun lobby is a very powerful, powerful yeah. lobby. Uh, I just read this morning that they gave uh, a certain sum of money to the Texas uh, Republican delegation, mm. the state Texas Republican yeah. 
delegation. Um, so, I mean, I think they know that they're on the ropes and they have to up yeah. the ante and, and the propaganda and the, the sound bites that they use are really effective. You and I both went and marched with the Parkland kids. You've been so involved in that. They've been so inspirational. They've certainly moved the needle, right? I mean, and the fathers. Oh, Fred Uh, Fred. Gutenberg. Fred Gutenberg is, and and Manny, all of those those parents, um, and parents from from other mass shootings that are still fighting to this day. There's a there's an amazing activist. Her name is Sandy. That uh, lost she lost her daughter in the. in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. Aurora, 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 Aurora. Right. And she's just uh, amazing. And they work tirelessly yeah. to uh, make this country safer. And I just don't, I don't, how do we not see that this is an epidemic? I don't care what side you're yeah. on. We've got to fix the problem. Yeah. We've got to fix the problem. And that's it. It's a problem. We've got to fix it. You and Ted are going to have that all done by next week. Okay, um, good. <laughs> I'm so glad you <laughs> Did you ever think you would be tweeting, thank you, Walmart? But this yeah, is where right. they're filling the giant void where leadership normally should be by the president and Republicans in Congress, right? I mean, they're, they're you know, I, at least it's something. I think a lot of corporations are doing that right yeah. now. Uh, Kroger just did it, too. They, they yeah. just banned um, open, open carry, carry. Yeah. in their stores. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of corporations mm-hmm. are stepping up, I think, uh, you know, because we're lacking in the leadership. Yeah. But we also saw so, Dick's Sporting Goods. Dick's Sporting Goods. It, it God bless pro- them. It, yeah. helped it, it helps them. And, and you know what? You you see time after time when corporations do the right thing, it helps their numbers. Mm-hmm. You yeah. look at Nike and and the 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 stand that they've taken, um, and it's helped their yeah. numbers. Yeah. You know their stock yeah. has gone up. There, yeah. So since Colin Kaepernick, Ted, say absolutely. say yeah. Ted. When I think of you, I think of Dicks, sporting oh, goods, and this is what I want, Stephanie. <laughs> That, that's staying civil. I'm, I'm spitballing with her. We're just, this is the writer's room. There's no wrong idea. <laughs> but you, so who do you like in uh, 2020? You wrote a, a great piece about the key to beating Trump. Elect all of them. And you basically, because I really like yeah. all of them. Yeah. I really do. But, but do tell, tell us what you meant. I okay. Mean, so, so I think that there would be nothing more substantial and powerful than all of the Democratic candidates getting together and saying, you know what? One person is not going to beat Trump. Let's figure out what this cabinet looks like, and let's yeah. all take those Ooh. positions. Dream te- a dream team. A dream yeah. team. Brilliant idea. Let's, A.G. Kamala Harris. Yeah. Secretary of Defense. You can, you, and you can literally, they're all so brilliant. It's you fantasy could baseball. Literally, I know you're a baseball fan. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's fantasy politics. You you're can, like, Kamala could be vice president? Yeah. Wait a minute. No. Right, Attorney right. General, wait Corey a minute. Cory Booker, okay. you know. Um, and so I think that there would be nothing more powerful than than a press conference where they come up and they say, look, we're, we're not going to catch up to Biden. Yeah. So we're going to give him the, the top of the ticket or or whoever. It doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. Whoever. Mm-hmm. I think they're all yeah. amazing. And this is what the cabinet is going to look like. Because if you look at them, they all have a certain level yeah. of expertise, right? Yeah. Like Elizabeth Warren was a professor. Put right. him her at the head of education. Yeah. Secretary of Education. You look at uh, Buttigieg, and he was a veteran. Right. Uh, you, you put him in charge of Veterans Affairs, yeah. you yeah. know, and you really come together and you say publicly, right? W- politics as usual is not going to beat this yeah. man. Well, I mean, so it, here I mean, we are. I can you see get a, all of us. You vote a for team. a Democrat. This is what we stand for, and you get us all. I can hear everyone screaming at us right now. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's too early. No, it is too early <laughs> to tell me. I mean, because it is pretty much a three-way tie now. I know you're a friend of Joe Biden's. He was, he was your first guest on your podcast, uh, was, Sorry, yeah. Not Sorry. Yes. Um, so what do you make of all the stuff about people saying, I mean, he's always been a gaffe machine, but I think now the, the danger is people think it's age-related. And so he obviously... It was yeah, funny. He, I mean, addre- he addressed it with uh, Stephen Colbert. He said, that "He said that's why I came here on the Jimmy Kimmel show is to talk about <laughs> my gaffes." He's uh, he. You know, when you are face to face with that man, there is something that is so um, regal, almost. Yeah. yeah. No, I met him. He's he's, yeah, he's and a charmer. It, the, the smile, and he's got that like that. Fifth gear smile, where he's got like the nice smile, and yep. then he goes into yeah. the like, <laughs> where all of a sudden it's dimples on Just top teeth. of dimples, and you're like, whoa, no. where did that smile come from? Um, I think he's incredibly capable, yeah. uh, and I do think that he's always been that guy that's misspoken. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it's if I, I I want, there's no one that believes in progressive policy more than than I do. I want. Yeah. A progressive country. I want us to have all the things that I march for. Yeah. Um, uh, but if it looks like we're getting to a point where uh, someone is taking the lead in a way that is insurmountable, yeah. we all have to rally behind that person yeah. and ensure that they win. This do is you, not I mean, normal times. Do, do you, as, by the way, you're, the way you did the Me Too is so brilliant. When you just said if it happened to you, just say me too. I mean, that's why it was such a powerful um, social media thing. But I just feel like the most qualified, one of the most qualified candidates in history, women, woman, got fucked out of the presidency, got rat fucked out of the presidency, a degree we've never seen. Never. Between Russia, WikiLeaks, FBI, you know, you name it, right, Comey. And, you know, and then I feel like we had this beautiful female blue wave, which you were a big part of. I mean, I can't believe that you drive people to the polls. You know, just... I love it. You're like, get in! I love it. Are you kidding? You're like, hey, who's the boss? Yeah, that joke's still funny. Get in! I love it. I remember I went to... uh, During this the special elections, I went to um, Montana. Yeah. And uh, it was crazy how feverish it was even then right right after trump was elected right and to me you know i drove people to to ossoff and and it just feels like there is a and it felt like it from the second he was elected there's this surge of everyone women's march i mean women's march women's march the blue wave that was so female i mean i think the point of of me too that made it as impactful was because trump was elected i don't know necessarily that if we weren't terrified as women if me too would have it was a reaction and and you've been involved oh a hundred percent but i mean the the kavanaugh hearings you know you said you felt rage in that room i mean women i think were enraged this is where me too came from Mm -hmm. we you know i just feel like i have the one of the t-shirts women 2020 because fuck this shit because, yeah, and I love I can't I love Elizabeth Warren Kamala I Harris. I love Elizabeth Warren. I'm obsessed yeah. with her. Yeah, I could listen to her speak forever. Yeah, I don't think that there would be a more yeah. incredible president. Yeah. I really don't. I yeah. think she's amazing. Yeah. And by the way, she's always been amazing. Yes. Yeah, she has not changed yeah. her tune at all. So this who you're seeing right now is who she's always been. She's been that way in the Senate, and she is just yeah. effective and an amazing orator and just 
so inspiring. Yeah. So inspiring. You know, my concern is in a time when a president is... A misogynist rapist? Accused of rape, mm-hmm. basically, or sexual assault by a lot of women, and nobody seems to care about that. I And, and we saw what happened to Hillary. I, I have concerns. People, yeah. Well, I think people are afraid. I mean, uh, and if, how, if you're not afraid, you're not paying attention because we, we are in an existential shit show crisis of, I, I think, proportions like we've never seen in, right. in this Right, and country. that's why I feel like going about our business like this is a, no, a normal right. election cycle is a mistake. Right. I'm feeling, see, I, when you did the abstinence, you know, about cut off sex because yeah. of the these, you know, handmaid's tale abortion laws, yeah. I was all with you. I, however, am gay, so my commitment to a dick drought was a little, you know, was probably easier for me than for some women. Well, everyone right. in this room is gay right now, so, well, over here, too, on this side, so. Yeah. We were like, yes, do that. Yeah, <laughs> go for that. Um, I crossed the picket line last night. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Sure. Thank you for but you know what? Yeah. He's a good guy. My husband is a good guy. That's, that's yeah. what matters. Oh, my God. He's going to vote yeah. right. He's an amazing human. But, yeah, um, yeah. and my point to that it, was, you know, like, this is a this is a they're trying to roll back our rights Mm -hmm. ladies yeah and nobody was talking about it at all yeah um and so i was like what what can create some sort of you know hype to get people to talk about i know a sex strike (laughs) yeah and it made the nightly news that night and everyone started yeah Yeah. everyone started talking about the abortion bans that were happening throughout the country and it gave it a great platform to be able to speak to it um and uh you know i mean you know this is part of how you're just you know i don't even know what the word you're such a warrior because as you say people are so afraid of like oh i don't want to and you speak out about everything you've talked about having abortions when you were very young and you know i love there's a, a thing about you know reasons women get abortions and like the whole pie chart just says none of, none your, of business. your business yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which, which yeah i mean you know i think that uh the abortion issue is incredibly delicate. Um, and I think it's delicate because we have uh, a very, very hefty job, yeah. which is to ensure that our future generations can control their own destiny. And, and by so, the way, in my opinion, this is not about me trying to, um, you know, I'm 46, so I have like four eggs left. Well, I was going to say you. Well, you were on the pill. When yes, you got, I was. So you both are. Times. I, I'm afraid my dog has gotten you pregnant already. Just from yeah, the, yeah I'm the very greeting. fertile. I, you don't yes, even know clearly. Um, but I, you know, the thought of my five year old daughter going through her twenties and yeah. and not having that uh, choice yeah. is terrifying to me. Yeah, I want her to be able to control her life and family yeah. plan in a way that is going to uh, be impactful for her in yeah. her in her life. Travis always tells me I should watch Handmaid's Tale, and I'm like, as entertainment? Yeah, no, no, no I can't it. watch it. It'll give you a panic attack. I don't know if you get panic attacks. I get panic attacks. I'm looking at your CBD up there. It's the only thing that helps my panic oh, attack. Oh, We've yeah. been telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, um, but, yeah, it gave, gave me a panic attack. Yeah. The first time I watched it, it was terrifying. Well, yeah. I, you know, I was gonna. I love something you said at the Kavanaugh hearings. You said I wasn't there with a political agenda. I was there to support a survivor of sexual assault. Um, you said as a survivor, it is literally all of our worst nightmares come true. So you know, you whether it's Me Too or all of these issues, you're not afraid to use the power of your personal 
narrative. And I, and I think that's why, because I, you know, we were saying there's a lot of politically active people, but you're like the one. You're like, I mean, you're just at the so, forefront of. When I was 15 years old, I kissed Ryan White on the Phil Donahue I show. Was, I was just going to say, you are, and my so, high school boyfriend died of AIDS. So this oh. was so, uh, to my heart, you did it on mm-hmm. TV to show people, right? Yes, I, uh, Ryan White was a, a, a young boy that was HIV positive, that was ostracized from his community, thrown out of his school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he and I became friends, and he asked me if I would go on the Phil Donahue show and kiss him to prove that you couldn't get HIV oh. AIDS from casual contact. I was 15. It was the height of yeah. the yeah. boss. Yeah. It was also the height of the stigma surrounding HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew going into it that this was something that was going to create a certain amount of chaos um, but it changed my life and it changed my life because I realized what it meant to have a platform yeah hold that thought resistance warrior princess I need to reapply my plexiderm oh. so that I might get back again to my ingenue phase like <laughs> you, Alyssa Milano you could guest star on Insatiable oh. with her I could probably be cast in uh, who's the boss Right? I, I right. look like a child actor after I use my Plexiderm. Before, oh, Plexi- before Plexiderm, you look like Catherine Hellman. After Plexiderm, you look like yes. Alyssa Milano. I've often come down after my Plexiderm. And you said, are you old enough to have an FCC license? <laughs> <laughs> Too much? I was going to you're going to play her mom. I'm telling you, it works, man. Plexiderm. It is like, I've tried a lot of the face stuff. Yeah. Because. Because face. Yes. Okay. All right. Listen. Plexiderm, where it's just, I'm telling you, like, not even, it's just like, I, you can turn away, turn back to the mirror and be like, Wah-ya! where'd you come from? <laughs> Don't, well, or, or say something else. Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum, visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, under eye bags in minutes. I, both of my sisters asked me about it and they are thrilled with it. Yep. They're a bit older than I am. Plexiderm works they on everybody. No. Yeah. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you need to, uh, right, be yourself. It is, but I'm telling you, it is so uh, amazingly effective. Go to triplexiderm.com right now. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL. You get 50% off plus an additional $10 off. Whoa. Whoa, 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 what? Huh? 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is available by calling them if you want, 1-800-685-1292, and mention the code SEXYLIBERAL. Uh, Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. What do you got to lose? Uh, nothing. Visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That is triplexiderm.com. Type in SEXYLIBERAL. Oh, hi, sexy liberal, Alyssa Milano. How old were you when you started? Uh, oh, when I started acting. Who's the? No, I know you were seven. I've got, I've got the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I overprepared yeah, her. Yeah. She good, I'm overprepared for this. Um, I was it, 10 when we shot the pilot oh, of Who's the Boss, mm. and then it went until I was 19. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But, I kissed Ryan on TV and I realized what it meant to yeah. be a celebrity and yeah. what that power was and how I needed to take it seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, since then, I've always been politically active, yeah. socially aware, um, and fought for injustice if I've seen it. And yet, as Tony Danza said, you're still the sweetest little girl <laughs> in the world. <laughs> uh, did you uh, learn any of that from Judith Light? Because I know that yes, she 100%. is politically active. Yeah. And she, during that time, yeah. was, yes. And, okay. and um, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it was a very, well, it, it was Judith and it was my, my parents mm-hmm. uh, were very politically active okay. in the 60s. Um, my dad was a musician. He was part of the student yeah. strike. And, oh, you know, so yeah. I was raised knowing that there was no one that was better or worse 
than anyone else. Right. And for anyone that was treated worse, we had to fight for those people. Absolutely. And you got your niceness from Valerie Harper, apparently. Oh, she's so you sweet. You said Valerie Harper was always the most gracious and kindest <sighs> actor on the set. That was my experience. I, I only met her a couple times, but that was always my experience with her. So amazing. Yeah. What an amazing, amazing woman. Yeah, I know. Ugh, we can't lo- lose any more bright lights right now. We need every, all of them. Um, so, all right, wait, I love this whole story. So you did start your career at seven. I love that the babysitter <laughs> behind your parents' back took you for an audition because she was an, a dancer. Yeah, she, she was in you... equity and yeah. she was auditioning for Annie for one of the ensemble right. roles. So she just said, I'm taking you. Yeah, she's like, let's go. So shut your little pie hole. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got, so at seven, you were, you, you were chosen from 1,500 other girls. It's a good thing for her that the babysitter that you got the gig. Otherwise, your parents would be pissed. Yeah, yeah. Right? my parents were pissed anyway. They were like, "What? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, you took her where? <laughs> She's she is what now?" And I locked myself in my room until they said I could do it. Because I wow. was, and I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't. I had no clue. Can you do that with Ted Cruz on gun control? I think it'll work. <laughs> I think so too. My channel. Yeah. Just lock yourself in with him. No. I know it's a lot to ask of you. <laughs> don't cross the picket line. Don't. don't. <laughs> oh um, God. Yeah, you're from uh, Bensonhurst, Brooklyn. Yep. 718 in the house? Yep. So we talking? Ooh, ooh. Yep. Grew up in Staten Island, though? Staten Island. Yeah. Staten Island. Yeah. Italian uh, Roman Catholic family? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I know you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I went, to, I went to 12 years hard time, Catholic school. You? Uh, I was tutored on the set. Oh? Oh. Yes. Well, yeah, I'm, you're, I'm you, but just way, way less successful and good looking. But um, <laughs> I also starred in a Wendy Wasserstein play. You did Tender Offer. I played uh, Holly and Uncommon Women and Others. Amazing. At the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. What an that amazing writer. Where my career came to a screeching halt. <laughs> <laughs> amazing woman. Playwright. Yeah. yeah. But wait, Another so great did loss. you know you, you were sort of, at seven, you just were, boom, you're an actress in Annie. Like, did you, I was did a you really right away, introverted, creative kid. Wow. We didn't have a TV in the house when mm. I was little. My mom was a fashion designer. My dad was a musician. So I grew up listening to the piano, watching my mom draw. I mean, creativity was part of our every single day existence. Yeah. So um, it didn't seem like a huge leap for me. Yeah. What, what became odd was when I started getting recognized after... Right. Who's the boss uh, started that, airing. Yeah. That became a whole other right. thing. Right. But doing theater at, you know, seven but, or eight, that was like what I used to do in the living room. How do you, so, okay, how did you not end up fucked up? Because child actors, I mean, you dated Corey Haim, and I know you talked about that you I mean, tried dated, to. dated, I was 14. So <laughs> <laughs> well. I knew Corey, yes. Okay. I may have made out with him <laughs> once, like in that weird way that teenagers yeah. make out. But I wouldn't say we dated. But, um, yeah, you know, I think... Here's my philosophy, and believe me, I've spoken about this in therapy many times. (laughs) Um, My philosophy is that kids who are in this business that you see uh, take a path that is not conducive to health um, uh, are kids that would have been fucked up no matter what. And I think the entertainment industry um, has a way of bringing magnifying the best of who you are or the worst of who yeah. you are. Mm, yeah. And at a very young age, you, uh, I think you can get through anything if yeah. you have the love of your parents mm. and your parents are together. Yeah. Not together like married, but like together like having themselves together. Yeah. Um, and, and my parents were 
amazing parents and well, amazing people. I just love this part of the story that you and your parents, it says, tried to help get, you know, Corey help for his addiction. But I, I just thought, you know, I, 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 my I was, parents were like that for a lot of kids in the industry. Yeah. Oh. Because we were sort of exemplifying the family that could do it and be okay. Yeah. And so my parents took a lot of kids in the industry under their wing. And um, there are so many people that come over to me that say things like, you know, your mom taught me how to set a table. And every yeah. Sunday. Just basic stuff like that. Yeah. Every yeah. Sunday when I have dinner with my family and I wow. cook dinner, that's because your mom instilled that in mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And so. You make a good uh, pasta fagu. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know what pasta fagu I is. Something you make any? Do you make anything from The Sopranos? What, what oh, else? Stop are they? it! I just uh, started gabagool. rewatching gabagool. the. Sa- Christopher, get the gabagool. The the <laughs> Sopranos. I just started rewatching it again. That show is still holds up. Yeah. Still yeah. amazing. Oh my yeah. God. James Gandolfini is beyond amazing. Really, I know yeah. beyond. I know. I know, but yeah, I can cook some oh. pasta. <laughs> Speaking of Italian, dad, I have a black hair on my chin. I love when they asked Tony Danza about your about your nude pictures in Bikini Magazine. You said, uh, "I already have an Italian father at home. I don't need another one." Yeah, <laughs> imagine growing up with two of them. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your TV dad. Um, okay, my other favorite showbiz story. You were offered the role uh, of uh, Jennifer Mancini in Melrose Place by Aaron Spelling, mm. and he said we were looking for someone with sparkle. Alyssa, I just sparkle, Neely, sparkle. Yeah, I just it was so Valley of the Dolls. I just love that. Alyssa, I mean, was, that man is just—he was amazing. When you think about what he was able to create, that had yeah. such incredible staying power. Yeah. yeah. Still, well, speaking of staying power, to have gone from Who's the Boss to Melrose Place to Charm to you know, I, I mean, I—is I, there a secret? Is there a how, how do you because that's rare, isn't it, to go from particularly for a child star to go from one success to another. I mean, part of me feels like if you just stick around long enough, they'll yeah. eventually be like, okay, we get it. You're not going anywhere. You know, and they'll just keep giving you the parts. But um, I just think it's a lot of work and yeah. hard work and yeah. um, being in the right place at the right time and yeah. taking advantage of opportunity, which I think is really important uh, yeah. in anything that you do. If you're given the opportunity, whether that's activism, you know, uh, people say, why don't you have a focus in my activism? And it's like, well, it's because I have opportunity yeah. to not have a focus. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why would I choose just one thing to care about? Yeah. Um, here's the other story, just because I feel like it, sh- I can see why everybody loves you in the business and why they talk about, you know, not just about you being nice, you know, is that you with Shannon Doherty, obviously you were left charm, charmed when, and, and there was, after three years, it caused great controversy that you both confirmed there was a rift. And then she got breast cancer, and you tweeted her, sending you love, light, and strength. And mm. again, you sort of famously tweet her and message her all the time. And I have to tell you, I, Laura Ingram got breast cancer, and I wrote her. And she, I remember, said, I can't believe you wrote this to me. And I, I, I disagree with everything she does politically, but I just was like, you know, look, we're all rooting for you. Human and, to human. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. You know? I just think you get to a certain point in your life, too, where you don't want to see anybody ever struggle. And if you can send uh, your regards in a way that makes them feel special and loved, yeah. then that's important to do. You yeah. know, I think kindness yeah. is something that people underestimate. Yeah. Well, a lot of stuff, whether it's cancer or gun violence, it touches both sides of the aisle. And that's what I feel like you're kind of trying to do with Ted Cruz next week is go... Is there a way we can have a conversation again in this country right. as human beings? I'm going in there as a humanitarian. Yes. 
Well, it is a humanitarian mission to spend it, even 40 seconds with Ted Cruz. <laughs> Mother Teresa. <laughs> I, I have this feeling that he's going to be uh, not what he comes off as. Yeah, I he's going to totally geek out on you because he already said, oh my God, I love you, Bush. <laughs> I love that he did yeah. an interview he's gonna with have that TMZ. White, like he's, what? Yeah. yeah. He's going to have that so wh- random. He's going to have that white man overbite. Okay, I'll do whatever you oh, God. Can you sign my thing? You know what? I've, t- I've taken many meetings with Republicans, and they want the selfie just as bad as the Democrats do. So. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Starfuckers, all of them. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, your one true love is uh, baseball. I love you baseball. S- you said it's like a boyfriend or a spouse. You can love him. You should love him, but you need to learn he exists without you. Yeah. And you without him. Yeah. Yeah. I love baseball. How about those Dodgers? Okay. <laughs> Both are, my kids what? play baseball. Oh, really? My Wait. daughter's one of two girls on the team. Very proud. Oh, fantastic. And my son's a catcher. What position's daughter? Uh, she's too young, so they do that they rot- rotating okay. thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, and one other reunited with ex fiance Scott Wolf for the Disney. For, Disney brings us all together. Mm. You did uh, a Lady and the Tramp, right? Scamp's Adventure. Yes, although I never saw him. Oh, you didn't? No. no. We were both in that movie, but we never saw each other. Because they're in recording Voice booths. Yeah. I can honestly oh, say I, I have not seen Scott Wolf since we broke up. We haven't even like run into each other in 20, oh, wow. 20, 20 wow. years. A, lo- a long wow. time. Yeah. Can I just say I waited until this long into the podcast to go, oh my God, you are so pretty. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's out of my system. <laughs> oh my God. She's so super fucking pretty. You're it's... so super fucking pretty too. Oh, no, you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I'm over it. No, I, I ran into you somewhere and I gave you an awkward hug. I, you probably don't remember. That happens to you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I love awkward hugs, though. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for doing this. And I got I to gotta say, your podcast sounds fantastic. You have Stacey Abrams coming up, or did you already do I haven't one? done Stacey yet, but we have this week is Sanjay Gupta. We talk a lot about Ooh. CBD, actually. Oh, very oh. cool. Cannabis and, and marijuana and how he was not a believer, and now he's a, a believer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Na- we Travis had... just slipped me a magic mint, and I slept for the first time in... Wow. It's a ama- it's yeah. really it was a very low dose. Well, really? It was 2.5 mil- it was like I'm scared. the lowest I'm scared of, of it. I've never taken any drug in my- I've never I was scared pot. of it too because when I was in my 20s and I'd smoke pot, I would have such like that paranoid reaction yeah. right. and I have anxiety disorder. So my right. husband kept saying to me you should try CBD oil. See, and I'm paranoid you're going to steal my CBD because you've been eyeing at this entire podcast. (laughs) Well, there's a lot up there, There so I'm not sure. It's it's a new sponsor sponsor of the program. Oh, it is? I need that sponsor. All right, you're welcome to it. (laughs) We'll get our ad sales team in touch with you. Okay, perfect. Uh, Yeah, so it's it's been great. We've had Gloria Allred and Mm -hmm. uh, Erin Brockovich did an amazing show. Heroes. Yeah, just really just great conversations. Jamie King is coming up next week and she talks a lot about you know being a young model and and body image and i love it it's such a great i mean you know it's such a great extension of who we are and and to be able to have great conversations and really and what we do is we kind of take sound bites historical speeches so people can see how we got to this place where we are right now through the through our history, yeah, and to really make like every episode feel like a little documentary, and so it's been very creative yeah. and a wonderful process. Yeah. It's called well, you, "Sorry Not Sorry." Yeah, and you have a because you have a lot of passion. You got a voice, and you got you're using it. You, you have a book, Hope Project Middle School. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me. Oh, I'm so excited. <gasps> So it's it's a children's book series. There's four issues. There's going to be four books. And it's about this this little girl who starts middle school. And 
she is kind of an activist. Yeah. But it's not done in a... This is so out of the out in left field for you. What is is this based on? Well, it's based on my own kids and how they how they have this incredibly uh, beautiful ability to break every single issue down to its most fundamental, mm-hmm. heartfelt way. Yeah. Um, like when I was fighting for the Dreamers, uh, I went on a bus with them, and and uh, we were going to all the Republican offices in the state of California, and it was a really hard day. It yeah. was uh, like fourteen hours, and my kids knew what we were doing, and and it was about a year and a half ago. And I opened the door, and I looked at my son, and I just started crying, and he hugged me, and he looked at me in the eye, and he said, "Did you do it, Mama? Did we win? Do the dreamers Aww. get to stay home? Aww. Do the dreamers get to stay home?" Like yeah. that's it. Yeah. That's what this issue is based on. Yeah. And so I thought, like, how do we break all these issues down to their most human element? Yeah. And uh, inspire kids to to want to make a difference and use their voice. Yeah. Because it's going to be them. Yeah. I believe it's children. I believe children are the future. <laughs> you teach them well. Yeah. yeah. And let them lead, lead the, the way. way. Yeah. That's yeah. my point. Exactly. Thank you. So, we, we, it's like we complete each other's yeah, thoughts. Totally. And sentences. I see you. Oh, you complete me. Um, so that basically the book is that. Yeah. You know, it's 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 non-political, but it's like the first the first book is uh, Project Middle School, and it's about hope finding her voice and yeah. feeling that she's strong enough to use it regardless of uh, what other people might think. Yeah. Um, and then the second book is about community organizing. Yeah. She's trying to save a, a local animal shelter. And so she organizes the community and raises money for the community. And yeah. so I'm really just hoping that kids... Um, you know, because I think they all have this innate yeah. sense of it's, wanting they're to... The, seriously, the only thing that can save us. We've got to turn this and around. The only thing that's giving me inspiration right now yeah. is my kids. Yeah. i got to tell you. Yeah. Otherwise, I would be uh, I was going to say we have to do this somewhere in... Right. We have to do this for our kids. And when I say our kids, I mean... Your kids, because your kids. I'm a single childless loser that works in my basement. But my point is <laughs> that when they do these stories like, oh, these kids that are separated at the border, they, they have PTSD. It's like, well, no shit. Like, you need to tell... We need a study to say... You're going to be yeah. traumatized beyond belief, being ripped away from your parents and put in a cage. I can't. I mean, it's, That's the thing that keeps me up at night, yeah. are the kids being separated and the kids in cages. And, um, you know, uh, there's a lot that's going on there that's really darker than we're I know. aware of. You give or me hope. You, tw- you tweeted, take note, America. This is what fighting for critical change looks like. Uh, hashtag free Hong Kong. And uh, viva la resistance. Yeah. Oh, I, I just, you give me hope that if, you know, with people like you out there being brave and using your voice. We're all in this together. You give me hope. You yeah. keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep doing it. And hopefully all the circles will someday meet. Yes. And yep. You had me at hello. And then also laughing at my who's the boss joke, which you've never, <laughs> ever heard before. <laughs> yeah, I never get tired of hearing that one. <laughs> We love you, and oh, you're just charmed. Thank we you. love you, Alyssa Milano. Yay, love you too. Thank, thank you. you. Follow her. Do uh, support everything she does. Thank she is you. a warrior oh, princess. So sweet, Season two you. of Insatiable coming out next coming, month. I think so. Did they did they do a date yet? Uh, I don't they, know. With do our we friend have Chris a release Gorham. date? Oh, yeah. we don't know yet. I, right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know yet. Next month is what I was hearing. Oh, okay. Uh, Good luck. Well, with you Ted. might know more. Good luck with Ted Cruz. Don't forget to delouse after. Oh, okay. We love you. Happy happy hour, Alyssa Milano.